Dear friend, let's discover more of who we are together. Love, Haley and Amanda. Welcome to a new episode of the Dear Friend Podcast. We're dear friends. We hope you have dear friends. If you don't, we'll be your dear friends. If if you need a pledge to say with your dear friends, we've written one for you. And it's really perfect if you live in America and you love puns. <laughs> Are you ready? I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United Mates in America. See why it yeah. pertains to America. And rarely in public is where we stand one friendship under God, indivisible, live purdy, and just us for all. Not justice. Yeah. We don't stand for justice. No. It's just us. And sometimes, what's the real um, pledge? I forgot it. Me too, because and I think I won't be able to say it anymore. And like as a teacher, usually they say it every morning after the announcements, but because of COVID and like no one's there face to face, we haven't said it all year. So I know next year when they bring it back, okay. I'm going to accidentally do yeah, ours. Say, like what's the part for rarely in public? Um, hold on. So it's, I pledge That's allegiance to the flag of the United States. States. <gasps> that hurts me <laughs> to say it. United States of America. It doesn't no, sound right. No, it doesn't. And to the Republic. Okay. For of where we stand? <laughs> no, for, for which, which it, it stands. stands. One, One nation, nation under, under God, God, indivisible, <laughs> with liberty and justice for <laughs> all. I almost said live purdy. Gosh, with we've ruined liberty. the pledge. Maybe we'll get in trouble for it. It's like our humor <laughs> episode where we told people to act crazy at work. People people <laughs> messaged us and said they got fired when they listened to No, they to our, did not. I'm kidding. They will, though. Um, it's just going to take a couple meetings where they act yeah. out. I can't wait. <laughs> can't yeah. wait to hear about the firings. Amanda. <laughs> you know, our, our little motto is, let's become more, more of who we are together. But... I would think that meant, you know, to keep your job. You would think that becoming <laughs> more of who you are would hopefully be a good thing, but maybe we're making people become more of who they are in a bad way. No. I'm joking. Just, you know, when you're goofy at work, sometimes they call that being unprofessional. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> but go listen to the humor episode. It's really good. Um, this week we're talking about a new topic that we, specifically this current week, have not stopped talking about. Yeah, and we so actually, we have like a running list of things that we want to talk about on the podcast. And this was not one of them because it snuck up on us this week. So it's fresh. Yes. So um, Maris, my husband. Mm-hmm. He was out of town this week working, and so it was an excuse for us to have a sleepover almost every night this <laughs> week. <laughs> and it was really fun, actually. It felt like old times when we were roommates. And I used to live in this house where they live, and so it I started to forget about my own house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I forgot you had a house. It was an easy slip back in. <laughs> and so one night this week, we were talking about... Um, 
Well, because our favorite band is going to play yes. at a really special place in December, and yeah. we want to go. Yeah, and so we were like, okay, we need to get the tickets for this. It's our our favorite band, Dawes. We've referenced them on many an episode. You can go back and listen to specifically the lyrics episode mm-hmm. that we did Um because we we did a couple of their lyrics because yeah. Taylor Goldsmith the the lead singer and writer he we just we think, think he's a word smith he might be one of the best lyricist writers yeah storyteller I, I actually was up that night because I accidentally had coffee that day <laughs> I didn't tell you this I was up and it was three in the morning and I sent him a direct message on <gasps> Instagram you did how could you not I, I forgot because I was high on caffeine at 3 a.m. Oh, my God. He didn't respond, you, which oh. is fine. I don't care. Yeah, um, I, just, I don't think Mandy would like that. Well, no, it wasn't. I wasn't being. No. <laughs> I just think he's such a good lyricist. And yes, you and I had been talking about those lyrics this week. And so I sent him this quote that is, um, thus the task is not so much to be. I'm sorry. It's not so much to see what no one yet has seen, but to think what nobody yet has thought about that which everyone sees. Oh, dear And I sent him that quote and said, I think you do this as a songwriter, and I think it's what makes you a standout artist. Can you read that quote one more time? Yes. It says, Thus the task is not so much to see what no one yet has seen, but to think what no one yet has thought about that which everybody sees Mm. and I just feel like poets and lyricists good lyricists do that where they point out or they use metaphors (laughs) from everyday life that it's very common stuff maybe that they say but they switch the meaning for you to see it in a way you've never seen it before right and I actually think that's why we love David White so much. Yeah, the poet. Yeah, because he sees everyday life stuff and then learns a whole... And Mary Oliver does that. Oh, man. She did that. And yeah, Taylor Goldsmith. So the 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 wor- the, the song that we are talking about, um, the lyrics got us all up in this conversation that we're going to share today about humming along, and you're going to get what that means once we talk about it but this song is called a little bit of everything and the whole song is worth listening to worth look like actually reading the lyrics that's a pretty long song so we're not going to read the whole thing but no it's but every word is gold and i will say (laughs) goldsmith oh my god that's his last (laughs) you're welcome that was a good one um no so i will say this that I love their music so much Mm -hmm. and the words like what we're saying, but there is something about seeing this particular band live Live. because Taylor, he pronunciates and speaks the words of the lyrics that you know. Yeah. The delivery live is like he, I hear it. I hear like new stuff that I've never heard every time he does it. And I know the words by heart, but the way he says it, I'm like, Oh my gosh, I just, that line, like I didn't, I haven't really focused on that part before, but he emphasizes it. Like a real storyteller. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah, like really, really good at his craft of life being a, you know, the front person. Yes. So anyways, I would just say if you think Dawes is good and you haven't seen them live, it will change your world because they just take it to another level. So anyways, the song, Little Bit of Everything, um, 
it's gorgeous. And just to give you like every verse is a different situation to play out his message of this song. And like the first one is about um, this young kid in San Francisco about to jump off the bridge to commit. I know this is so dark, but to commit suicide. And the officer, he says, hey, son, why don't you let's talk this thing through with me. Just tell me what you're doing it for. And he says, it's, it's a, a little, little bit, bit of, of everything. everything. It's the mountains. It's the fog. It's the news at six o'clock. It's the death of my first dog. It's the angels up above me. It's the song that they don't sing. It's a little bit of everything. <clears throat> and like, I have goosebumps because, okay, it, that already, like that's the we first. We weren't even going to read that. I'm part. sorry. I, I just like every verse of that song, he uses a different scenario of that concept a little bit of everything playing into it but the lyric that this week we were sitting on the couch how did it even come up actually oh we were because we were booking we were trying yeah, to get a ticket to the and then show we were talking about how good of a lyricist he is and, and we were talking our about favorite our favorite songs our favorite ones and i was saying that that we were both saying that this we think lyric, is one of his strongest so it's in that in this a little bit of everything song it says, um, do you want me to read the whole bottom, the whole last? I mean, I, yeah, yeah. I like the, all of that. Yeah, and then we'll emphasize, we'll emphasize the line at the, the lines at the end that really mm-hmm. struck us. Okay. So it says, um, it's a little bit of everything. It's the matador and the bull. It's the suggested daily dosage. It's the red moon when it's full. All these psychics and these doctors, they're all right and they're all wrong. It's like trying to make out every word when they should simply hum along. It's not some message written in the dark or some truth that no one's seen. It's a little bit of everything. Ugh. I just like, it does make me emotional. It's very <laughs> emotional. But he, he the, the lines that we were so struck by was whenever he said whenever he says at the end it's like trying to make out every word when they should just simply hum along it's not some message written in the dark or some truth that's no that no one has seen it's a little bit of everything um and i think it struck us for a lot of reasons but just to kind of start it off um I think we are all trying to explain and put words to find truth in, invisible truths. Mm-hmm. So all the things in life that we can't see and touch and explain, we try to explain them to understand and yeah. make it truth. And and so that we have something to live to by. hold on to, to live by, anchor us, anchor us. <laughs> Anything else? I know, I'm just trying to think of. And that's okay. It's it's very security. It's like our, our strategic mind, our egos, trying to explain and protect us. And, and that's normal. And I think we all experience that, you know, and, and we all kind of think it. I, I don't want to say we all. I'm sorry. We tend to think that it's like one specific answer. Thing. Like there's an answer. answer. Yeah. And no matter what invisible thing we're, we're talking about. Yeah. I, I just wanted to quickly say I think this goes across the board on many different things like spirituality and uh, really difficult hot topics in politics, specifically around belief systems, like about 
I would I would say things like about specifically abortion, homosexuality, all of these things that are difficult, pretty difficult topics, um, and, and but also relationships yes. and love love like what is love and why do you feel the things that you feel what is that yeah so I'm not whenever we're talking about this today we're not we're we're not talking about just spirituality and, and an, un, an invisible force like if you would call it God or anything like that that's part of it but I think in life we're all trying to find answers to yes. the big questions, right? Mm-hmm. Why are we here? Right. Um, Why do I do the things I do? Is there a creator? What is love? What does yeah. true love look like? Where do I stand on these topics and why? Right. And we, we want, we're searching for those answers because we want a definite truth that when someone or some, not someone, but something happens in life where we are feeling grounded in this truth that we have taken as our answer. Right. And I think that That's we do that so that we are comforted and that we have something secure. And so it sounds like what we're saying is, well, you need to not have that like that that's not real or something which is not what we're saying because like taylor says in the song it's a little bit of everything so it's not that i think we're i think this was a big epiphany like it's not that we're saying there's not an answer but more that the answer is in so many different things things Uh, yeah that it just can't be one Right. You know? and, and I think, like I was telling her, I have so much respect for people in a lot of ways. Some people who feel very grounded in the things that they believe and feel about and very different sure. topics, like about love even and, and spirituality. And they're very sure and comforted by it. And I think that's really good because I would say life is hard and those things are, it's nice to have something to hold on to. But yes, what you were saying is that it, it's also that you you don't have to find an answer in one place and then you're holding on to it completely a hundred percent. It's kind of like all of it plays into everything. Right. It's a, it's a little bit of everything. Even just talking about love, you know, we were trying to talk about love the other day, trying to define it. And it's and, very and tr- hard. Yeah. And the, the truth is that it's, you know, when your friend's not feeling well and you help take care of them. Or if. Thank you. <laughs> or if, you know, um, you need to stand up for someone or, you know, it's like it plays out in so many different ways and they're all contributing to the big invisible truth, you know? And something that's the, the, I think the invisible part of love, I know this is kind of a side conversation. You want to have it? Nope. Let's move on then. I'm kidding. Um, well, I was kind of saying this to you when we were talking about love, but like the invisible thing about love too, that's so incredible is that, we're drawn to certain people. The magic part. For absolutely no reason, actually. I mean, like, there are reasons I love Haley and reasons why I love my husband. But there is also an, an unknown element to them that I am so drawn to that I was telling you that, yes, it love can be about, like, doing stuff for yeah, each other. actions but, and feelings, but there's but this actually, other... whenever you are just you and, like... My husband is just himself. There's something that I love 
about you that is drawing me to you that only you have in this very unique um, way that only it that only you have. Mm-hmm. It's all the little bits of everything about us, too. Yes. Know? Yeah. It's all the little things about you. And for some reason, they make up this unknown element that makes me love you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and it's nothing that you do for right. me. I, I love when you do stuff for me. Right. And like take care of totally. me. And But I love you guys for the people that you are, that 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 there's this unspeakable, unknowable, invisible part of it that draws us to each other mm-hmm. um so and i i think that's interesting about love it there's an there is an invisible aspect to it that, that we can't, can't know explain. and you could spend your entire life trying to explain it and put it into words and it's a little pointless because you could just hum along and experience and it. experience it and be like whoa that felt like love this feels like love I don't know what that even was but I that feels like love so can you tell me real quick what did you think like when when the lyric is they're trying to make out every word when they should just be simply humming along what does that mean to you like try to make it more concrete well for me it's um it's for me it, and I know we were like not sure what if we wanted to go deep into this, but for me, I I did relate it to spirituality mm-hmm. because I remember on my spiritual journey when I was starting to realize that I didn't know a lot of the things I thought I knew a hundred percent to be your truth. Yes, then I even more felt like I've got to figure this out, and you know. We were doing all this research and reading different stuff and, you know. And it was confusing us more. (laughs) And it was, yeah, and it was, but we were trying to make out every word, quote unquote, figuring out what is this? What do I believe? Blah, blah, blah. Defining every part of it, making it look and feel a certain way that other people tell you it's supposed to look and feel like. And the more I researched, the more I just realized, I don't know if I can ever know this a hundred percent but i know what it feels like to quote unquote hum along which means to me like be fully present to what's happening in this season of your life to be fully present with the people that you love and love them and in a way that is me experiencing spirituality and god and being in nature and you know trusting my path that's spirituality, you know? Oof. And so, well, you have to, and I, I think we're going to read yeah, something, but. But before, before we get into that part, I just want to say that what I love about the word that he used, that metaphor, trying to make out every word when you should simply hum along. Let me tell you why I love that. Okay. Tell me. Tell you. Tell me something. Good. This is going to be good. Better be. <laughs> um, why I love that he says hum along is because we all know that feeling when you like a song, but you haven't learned the words yet. And like as a singer, I, I sing in my car all the time listening to music. Like I just like to sing and and usually I 
I play songs I know so I can like be it's like very or cathartic to sing loud in your car but when there's a new song that you like but you don't know the words but you've got to be a part of it and you've got to be singing I, it and, and you're like mm-hmm, yeah mm, pin it down okay <laughs> you know like you're just trying to be a part of it you're just trying to be a part of it and there's something about that metaphor that's so beautiful with this idea about life and the unknown truths and and realms like these invisible realms about life and being human that it's kind of like okay I don't know everything I don't know all the words but my god I like living and I want to make sure I'm a part of it and so I'm gonna hum along and not make every word well because it turns out that beautiful it turns out that when you try to make out every word you're not singing and you're not listening and you're not experiencing it it, so you're missing the whole thing all together and it's kind of like when I was a kid and thought I knew the words and my parents would be like that's not the lyrics and I would fight with them like I'm thinking about Rich Mullins uh, the real song says hold me Jesus because I'm shaking like a leaf and I swore on my life that he was saying hold me Jesus no chicken like on me Mm. and I would (laughs) there is no chicken like Like on me me. and and I would fight with my parents I was very young I would fight with them about this and be like they would be like that doesn't even make sense I was like I didn't write the song (laughs) but that's what he's saying and I would sing it like that which I know this is funny but it's also true that even if we're trying to make out every word, we're going to get it wrong. I get so many lyrics wrong. Yeah, and sometimes what if you think you've made out all the words and you're singing it with confidence and you're singing the wrong lyrics? Just hum along. It's also making me think about, like, really experiencing it, like, instead of trying to be so, like, have everything so mentally figured out is like being at a concert, Yeah, you know? As I actually got to let go and let God at the concert. I've seen people who I've brought to a concert or you've brought to a it's concert. It's fun to go to concerts with people because I think it tells you a lot about them. Yeah. Well, but I, I remember someone specifically. Can't wait. That he really wanted to be as into. It was actually Dawes mm-hmm. as we were. And we were singing every word. And so he didn't know every word, even a little, but he, he was, was trying. trying. And guess what? He didn't look cool doing that. I think he, and I think that him trying to figure out, oh God, can I like say all the words like them, like probably distracted him, you know? Yeah. And he may have missed part of the experience. And I've done the same thing. I've gone to people, I've gone to concerts with people and I wanted to seem like I was I knew just as much stuff as they knew. Yeah. And so I try to pretend, but I was in my head the entire time when I could have just been enjoying like, it. And I think that there's, that's a vulnerability thing. It's you saying, I don't know all of this, but I'm into it. Yeah. I think that's why the metaphor is so beautiful is because it fully plays out. It's kind of like, it's just life is this beautiful thing. It's complicated. There's a lot to it that we don't know for sure there's a a lot lot of and that that's actually such a weird thing about life to think about that we're living here very physical on this earth and our physical bodies but there are so many parts of us because of our minds and I believe in souls um that it's it is like this whole other 
existence Mm -hmm. that you're trying to figure out on top of the physical world. Mm -hmm. And so this beautiful life that we get to experience, even the hard stuff of, of it, instead of trying to act like we've got it all figured out, I think the most beautiful thing is to just try to be a part of it every way you can in all the little things. And realize that all the little things are little individual pieces that don't maybe seem important in the moment, but that they all add up to be all the stuff that matters. And this, this podcast episode wouldn't be a dear friend podcast episode if we didn't quote David White. Our favorite poet of all time. Um, I literally think he comes up in every yeah in every episode. But I, it's because my goodness, he's so profound. And we were just talking about it's like well, every he word that he writes and says. It's just so the best way you could possibly say the thing you're trying to articulate. And it's it's kind of like the quote you read in the beginning. I mean, he it's stuff that we're all thinking about. We're all trying to. You and know, we see it. our way through it and we're like, oh, I can't seem to put my finger on this. And it's not really that he gives you answers. He just makes you see it in a new way. Yeah. And so um, we were th- we, when we were talking about this, we were realizing, well, it's not bad that we want to figure stuff out. All that means is that we all are born with this sense of like longing, you know, to To know answers to the difficult questions in life. And we're all craving different things in our lives. Affection, attention, belonging, um, answers, truth. And so there is something to that longing that we need to pay attention to probably. So, okay, so we looked. So this book of his, it's called Constellations. 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 I'm sorry. Constellations. (laughs) In the sky. Oh, sorry. Constellations by David White. And it's kind of like almost his dictionary of these certain words. He, he goes into the meaning, his meaning of these words. And so the word that we looked up was the word longing because we felt like it was perfect with what we were the, I guess the root the longing to know the answers. Mm -hmm. And when we read this, we were like, oh, Lord. And it's like these tiny little almost essays, and we always think we can pull one little baby line out. We cannot. We cannot. So, Haley, read the – let's – why don't you read that first first part, and then we'll talk about it, and then we'll read the second one and talk about it. Okay. This first part says, Longing calls for a beautiful, grounded humiliation – the abasement of what we thought we were, and strangely, the giving up of central control while being granted a new, watchful, scintillating, peripheral discrimination. The static, willful, central identity is pierced and wounded, violated and orphaned into its own future, as if set adrift on a tide, like Moses in his floating cradle, bumping along the reeds of the Nile. Jeez. Cheese and crackers. What's that mean to you? Okay, well, let, let me talk to you about, first off, as a type A control freak person, <laughs> <laughs> um, giving up central control, that's, I, I don't like it. No. Well, and um, being humiliated that, you don't, you're not who you thought you were. 
Uh-oh. Right. And I think like... <laughs> that doesn't sound good. I think that it, it's it's a really hard concept because if you like to be in control, which there's some people who like to give up control. I am a person who really likes control. It's a problem. It really is. I'm in the car. I can't I let you drive. I don't want to drive. I don't want it, to you to drive me anywhere. It doesn't bring out <laughs> the best qualities in either I, one of us. That's like a dumb small thing, but I'm just saying like I am kind I'm super super type A. I like to be in control and so giving up the central control part scares me, but this is this is what this meant to me. Do you want to hear what it meant to me? Absolutely. Okay. So um cuz it it's specifically talking about longing, right? That we were want what I got from this is that like we're wanting those answers. We're wanting the anchor. You know, it's like you don't want someone to tell you what to think, but you kind of do. Sometimes you want someone to just like make the decision for you or you mm-hmm. just want to be able to be like, yep, this is my truth. I'm holding on to it. It's anchoring me. I'm grounded. And I don't have to think about this again because no. I've made a decision about what I believe and uh-huh. here it goes. And I'm going to be so adamant about it that we can fight about it if you don't believe the same thing as me because I know it's truth. It's the only thing getting me through. Because I decided a hundred years ago when I was 10. (laughs) Kind of, sometimes, yes. And so to me, it's kind of like when we are trying to hold on to that stuff and make it our truth and make it our grounding, we're in central control. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like we're, we've got, we're holding it all together. We've got it all figured Mm -hmm. out. If you ask us a question, we know the answer. We know the scripture to back it up. I'm kidding. It's not all about religion. I'm talking about love too and, and things like that. And so what he's saying is that you have to be like willing, you have to strangely uh, give up that central control while being granted a new watchful scintillating peripheral discrimination which means it's not so on the nose it's it's a little bit it's a little yeah it's a little bit on your peripheral it's a little it's not the thing right in front of you it's everything and then my my favorite part of that is that into that then you get set out on this your own future but as if set adrift on a tide Mm. like moses in his floating cradle bumping along the reeds of the nile that That is a (sighs) physical natural description of humming to me yep yep becoming along yes because you've got to go with it you are wherever the river takes you you're you're, gonna bump in yeah you're gonna bump into stuff but like you're in you're in your little cradle so you've got you you belong to yourself but you've got to go along on the journey and you've got to be watchful and you've got to be present and have that peripheral discrimination yeah i think that's so I know because that's being set afloat on a on a tide you don't feel a bunch of control. No, and I think that the beauty of the word longing why while he's talking about it is because if we if we say like nope this is the truth 100% we're holding on to this not going to even consider anything else then mm-hmm. we don't have longing. Yeah, and you can't go anywhere. I'm thinking and about... And some people are probably like, good, you don't want to be longing because then you don't know the answers and you're you're like a pair of sailing with no boat. <laughs> yeah. But but longing, there's a beauty to longing to for experiencing life, well, too. Well, I think the, the thing that is kind of clicking in my head right now, too, is that I'm picturing it on a river and a tide, which mm. means there's a pull, which means there's a direction. 
Which means means if you believe in a higher power, which I do, then you might consider that to be the tide. But also that your longing can be the tide. Yes. That whatever. But where does that longing come from? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. And I think that people have a lot of different answers for that. And for me, I believe that it's a higher power. But for someone else, um, it might be something different to them. But that's what I like when I think about where the longing comes from mm-hmm. um, and what I guess is the tide pulling me. I would think uh, because I believe in God, I would think that it's so that, that makes it sound like, you know, you're not parasailing with no boat that you could just go absolutely anywhere. You're on a you're path. on a path. You're on a journey. You just don't know how fast you're always going to go, how slow Which what's gets us into the next quote, really. OK, because he he says kind of what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Do you want to read it? You You can read it. Okay, this next part says, Longing has its own secret future destination. A secret future destination. Longing has a secret, exactly what we were just saying, that tide pulling us. It has a secret future destination. And its own seasonal emergence from within. Oh, Lord. Seasonal emergence from within. A ripening from the core. A seed growing in our own bodies. It is as if we are put into a relationship with an enormous distance inside us, leading back to some unknown origin with its own secret timing indifferent to our wills. I'll throw up. David White. I'm not scared to throw up on a podcast. And listen, that is some words. Do you know that? Do you know that my favorite part of that when you just read it, I was really listening to it again, is the part that says um, the the enormous distance inside of us. It's like a relationship with this enormous, which means because we, we, we can't really know it. But we, but we're drawn to it, like it's pulling us, like you're saying. But like we don't know it until it's revealing its secrets to us along the way. And I just want to see- say that that feels so accurate to me. It does. That the that feeling, and this is what I'm saying about David White knowing, being able to explain what we know, but don't, but like don't see. Like he just put words and to a to a invisible thing yes. that we're trying to describe yeah yeah and I just really think that 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 big distance between us and this relationship of with longing is such a beautiful thing and it's so unlike anything else I think that we experience in life that because yeah. everything's so tangible in the yeah. physical world and this distance between us and longing that is guiding us and that it's not that it's he always talks about this road that's outside of us, but that it's mirrored inside of us. Yeah. And I think that we're all, what we're looking for kind of all of us is this deep, deep part of ourselves and where it started and what that unknown origin is or whatever. But, and that enormous distance you, when you hear distance, I picture like a road going out, but then he says distance inside of us. Mm. You know, and yeah. then he says ripening and I imagine something on the outside and then he says from its core. And so I think that this longing is something that is drawing us down our paths, but it's also drawing us deeper inside of ourselves, discovering more of 
who we are and the kind of people we want to be in the world and what we do believe about the world and existing inside of it. Because it's a little bit of everything. It's the matador and the bull. Which, okay, the matador and the bull thing. Yeah, what does that mean to you? Well, because when we've gone to Spain, we've chosen not to go to those performances because the bull dies at the end. And it's very, we don't like, I don't, I don't like the concept of it at all, and mm-hmm. I don't want to watch it. And um, people talk about how intense the emotion is. It's kind of like we were saying this last night that um, we can become so desensitized <laughs> when we watch things on a screen. So whether it be a sex scene or death or whatever, and we're wa- we're so detached from it and desensitized that it, it might you know it might make us twinge or something, but. If it were to happen in real life, like my my theater professor in college would say, um, you guys watch sex scenes on on television or movies. And he was like, but in live theater, if I reached over to the actress and unbuttoned her top button slowly, like her top few buttons, Mm -hmm. he was like the sexual (laughs) tension would be so evident in the room that we didn't even kiss or anything, but you feel that emotion so strong. And so, like, I think it's the same thing when you go to see the matador and the bull because, yes, we see killing and things like that on TV or movies, but when you're there to experience a soul leaving in this way that is an art form, actually, but I still don't want to see it... um, it makes when it says the matador and the bull, it's like the two sides of that story. They're very different. One is going to die. One's trying not to die. One's They're very different and very the same. Yes. And I, it's a little bit of everything. I just, I love it. I love that first verse that you talked about, you know, that about the kid, him, you know, the, why do we do things? Why do we feel the way that we do? Why do I struggle with certain things? It's not one answer. It's a little bit it's, of everything. Yeah, it's the way I was raised. It's the way my parents were raised. We it's were talking way, about this last night, too, about how it's yeah. so interesting that our parents are who they are because of the people and experiences they had growing up. And then they're highly influencing us but as a different culmination of what they experienced. So mm-hmm. we're getting a different, and it's just like all, it's so many small things. It's yep. not one thing that are yeah. playing into us developing into who we are. Right. And I think that a lot of us wish we could just be like, why am I like this? It's because of this. I can fix that one thing. And now I'll be the person I wanted to be. But Thanks the, therapy. Yeah. But the truth, I mean, it's that first line longing is that beautiful humiliation that we're not exactly who we think we are and we have to give up control and go along this tide and try to be fully present and experience everything. It's a little bit of everything. It's the matador in the pool. Oh, you guys have to listen to that song. I'm going to cry. But so good. That that's what we've been talking about all week. It's so funny. We have like she said we have a list of topics and then this is something we couldn't stop talking about and I was like I think we need to have this conversation I honestly, more. Yeah, I honestly feel like we're just scratching the surface too. Like I could keep talking about it around and, and around and I around. just wish we could sit at a table with every person listening and all talk about this because I just feel like so, there would be so much insight from yes. all of us and and different answers yes. and different perspectives. And so it, 
If you want to, we would love to hear from you. Um, the best way, obviously, is through social media. Um, if you're listening to this episode and you have thoughts about this or something that we said, please message us yeah. because we love talking about these things because we think they're important and we're exploring them together. And so we want to hear what you guys are thinking too about these things. I I love when I get specifically, I my, my niece, Michaela, she sends me like a text message after she listens to every episode mm-hmm. and tells me what she thought. And I love that me because- too. A ton. I'm I, I'm so interested in what we're saying that I'm curious what other people are thinking too about mm-hmm. it. So me too. A ton. Message us, comment, whatever to let us know at dearfriend.podcast. Also, um, if you like this episode, leave a review. If you're watching on YouTube, like and subscribe for more <laughs> makeup tutorials. <laughs> I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, hopefully this conversation was eye-opening, made you think in a new way, or maybe you've already been thinking about this and it was just nice to hear people or other people are thinking about it as well. And if you are someone who feels like I don't have all the answers and it's driving me crazy, well, number Simply one, hum along. Well, number one, that's normal. And number two, yeah, maybe it's okay that we don't know everything and we can encourage each other as dear friends to look around. I mean, just like that other quote we talked about on the belonging to yourself episode, um, alertness is the discipline to familiarity. And so if we can all help each other, you know, realize that we are on a beautiful journey and notice all the beautiful things happening around us and notice all the little bits of everything, then I think we're going to be just fine. Thank too. Y'all have a great week, and go out there and hum along. Hum. Hum.